0: You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: We're gonna start this thing off right. Raider! 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 Raider!
0: Everything runs through
1: leather. Thanks for joining us again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team. Every day, he's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, and today's episode brought to you by Omaha Steaks. I'm talking a gift from the heart, a gift that's going to be remembered with every unforgettable bite. God bless the beef industry, and God bless Omaha Steaks for bringing you this episode. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D, O N promo code locked on at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Tis the season beef season, which is all seasons, Chris, but uh, you and I kicking off the episode today in a bowl season frame of mind. We knew that the red Raiders were headed there a few weeks ago. Thankfully took some of that pressure off your shoulders heading into the final week of the regular season. You're sitting at seven and five now, as we look ahead, to that extra game and I know projections here or there could come or could go but what are you seeing so far that you really feel like maybe Texas Tech fans can invest uh, a little bit more into as far as where we'll see game number 13. Yeah Cal and I I
0: think uh, I, I think once you you beat Oklahoma and and with the the other results like Baylor losing like Oklahoma State losing Kansas losing it really kind of creates a a bit of a gap as far as like where the Red Raiders could go in in a pecking order from a bowl standpoint. And bottom line is, here's what I can tell you. I mean, either way, I think no matter what happens, you're going to end up in in a – and you're going to end up playing a power five opponent that has had a pretty good season. And so, to, to the point where, you, you know, depending on what matchup you get, you could look at it and go, uh-oh, this, is, uh, <laughs> th- th- this may be pretty tough. Um, and so let's go through those scenarios because w- w- what you have is you have – I mean, there's some thinking that TCU is going to go to the playoff no matter what, win or lose. I-, I don't know if that's true or not, but even if they do lose – and, and Kansas State wins the Big 12 championship, Kansas State would take the automatic berth, and I believe it's the Sugar Bowl, which is the what the Big 12 is tied to. TCU would still take an at-large, one of those at-large spots in, in one of those New Year's Six games. So th- those two teams are almost, and I think Kansas State, if they lose, they're likely to take an at-large spot as well. So that pretty much uh, you know, locks those two teams up. That's not necessarily guaranteed if Kansas State were to like lose in a blowout that they may they may fall back yeah. enough, but it, it we'll just go along the line of thinking that those two teams are kind of spoken for and at that point that's where you know the pecking order begins and it's Alamo it's it's Cheese it Bowl in Orlando, it's Texas Bowl yeah, yeah. and then liberty and 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 so on so um I think uh, I think what you're looking at for the Red Raiders is more than likely you're headed to San Antonio or Orlando. And I, I think uh, Orlando is, is most likely maybe because I it would require the Alamo Bowl to pass up on Texas to have a head-to-head win over them. But they have an eight-and-four uh, record. Uh, they've won some games down. And I think they would, no matter who they take, whether it's Texas or Texas Tech, they're going to sell that thing out, in my opinion. yeah. And the other thing so, for the Longhorns yeah. is
1: it's freaking Texas. So, <laughs> you know yeah,
0: how that no, goes. Yeah, no, exactly. The, the, the one thing, though, that that is there, I don't know how much of this factors in. You know, Oklahoma and Oregon played in that game last year, but Texas played in the Alamo Bowl the two years previous. Now, mm. do they want to be in a scenario where they take Texas in three out of four years? I, I, I don't know. Um, and, and, you know, some of their high-profile players may not play in that game. I don't know how how much of that goes in a lot of thinking. But, and, and there's, like, I think the USA mm. actually has you going to the, uh, to the Alamo Bowl playing UCLA. I Matt, mean, sign up for that right now. I mean, that's oh, a, baby. it's a premium bowl game. Yeah. And I think that's an opponent you could beat. You'd have a ton of fans there. I mean, mm. sign me up. It, it would be a, a big party. But uh, if, if the Alamo sticks with Texas, I think it really points you to Orlando, which is the next spot. And you've got, you know, fourth place overall. You've finished up strong season uh, and and you've won three. In a row. And, 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 then and then you see projections, projections whether it's the, the, the loser, loser of the ACC title game, which is Clemson, North Carolina. But then you also I've seen more than one person project players in Florida State. And for all the reasons why you would think going to San Antonio would be a lot of fun because you'd have a ton of fans there. Guess what? Uh, guess what? Florida State would have in a game in Orlando. I mean, that would be playing a road game uh, essentially. But and 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 Florida State's won nine games this year. They're they've won like I think five games in a row to end the season. So that that's what I'm saying. It's like you're you're going to deal with a team that is really good uh, either way, whether it's Pac-12, whether it's uh, uh, the ACC. You, you're going to end up facing a team that's had a really good season, and and you're going to do it against a power. And, and a premium spot and, and all those things. This is going to be a, a a fun and that's what you've played your way into. You know, I mean, it, it, this isn't going to be a conference USA opponent. You know, somewhere that you just go hammer and don't. You know, there's there's nothing. to – no, this is going to be a meaty a meaty scenario from a bowl game standpoint. The the only projection I've seen where what drops the Red Raiders is, it, it, and that's just I think maybe if Kansas State doesn't get an at-large bid, were they to lose, and then it kind of drops everybody down a peg. But uh, it, it would drop you to Houston, playing in the Texas Bowl. Again, same scenario. I think you'd have a ton of fans there. And I've seen that projected, you playing the Florida Gators, which I would sign up for in a heartbeat too. So uh, I, I think you're, you're going to end up with something really fun and something to kind of feel really good about in a, a challenging game and an opponent at uh, the end of the season.
1: Well, if you're watching us on YouTube, you know this. We are uh, joining one another today from parts unknown, thanks to those of you dealing with us uh, on the holiday schedule. And the holidays continue on as it is mule deer season in Cochrane County uh, once again this week. And so Chris and I can't see one <laughs> another. We're joining each other. Uh, via tin cans and yarn between one another. But, Chris, if you could see me right now, you'd know with some of those options you're dropping. My chest is bowed the hell out. I'm ready for (laughs) something with meat on the bone. You mentioned, like, hey, it's not going to be a Conference USA opponent you go beat up on. Yeah, also maybe not a Conference USA opponent you go lose to, which doesn't feel good well, either. Exactly, I w- yeah. I want something with meat on the bone. Give me every bit of San Antonio if we can get there, because you know how that'll go. It'll be a Red Raider Fiesta in South Texas. And I would love Brian Kelly, right, or Chip Kelly. Which one am I confusing?
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Brian Kelly's at
1: LSU, yeah. Chip Kelly. Brian Kelly. Yeah, Chip, yeah. I'd like to smack, but we won't have the opportunity. Chip Kelly, another Kelly I'd like to smack. Maybe it's the whole (laughs) Kelly family. I don't know. I'd love that matchup. But also, there is a selfish part of me that's hoping for the Orlando option because I'd just like to invoke a few of my favorite ghost references, as in Orlando, is that you? (laughs) Damn, baby, what'd you do to your hair? It's autumn sunrise. And I know the audience wants to hear that as well. So, I'm really just liking all you're throwing at me, Chris, but I'm wondering, like, how do you feel about what I mentioned at the beginning there? I With this team, I, I don't mind punching up a little if that's the way the nation would see it. I'd like to maybe get after something with a little meat on the bone and, and take on a challenge here because think about the finish to this year if you were to be successful in that situation, oh, yeah. the yep. avalanche of momentum you'd hit the offseason with.
0: And, and I will say the, the the one thing that I really will always love Chip Kelly for was wrecking the Philadelphia Eagles for a period of time. <laughs> God <laughs> so bless him for that. I, I, I just want to make sure that, that there there is somewhat of a soft spot for Chip Kelly because yes, he basically uh, wrecked uh, my least favorite uh, NFL team just for just for a brief moment. And so shout out to you, uh, Chip. Um, but 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 I, I'm I'm with you, man. I, it's because in some of these scenarios, uh, unlike the the, the scenario where you were talking about a second ago, where it's like if you show up against a, a group of five team, you were to lose, it's a bad look, and and you mm-hmm. you have nothing to gain if you do win. You're supposed to those kinds of things. Th- th- this could be a scenario to where you've kind of played your way into a fun game, and if you lose it, so what? You probably weren't expected to anyways, whereas if you do win it or are really competitive and and all those things, I think you get a lot of rub off of it, man. And, and, you know, Texas Tech's going to have one of these rosters that I don't think you're going to have a bunch of people bailing out in the portal at all. I also don't think you're going to have anybody opt out of this game, you know, because Tyree Wilson's already been lost, and he's going to go pro. So you're not going to have – Anybody that says, you know what, I'm not gonna play in this game because of, you know, whatever. And so you'll have you should have a full team. And and the way Joey has been able to motivate these guys, and he saw he was there firsthand and he saw exactly how motivated this team was against Mississippi State last year and how much that propelled the offseason. Yeah. And I think that experience for him and seeing this this group of kids, I think went a long way with him. And I think that that, that is something that he, he certainly noticed and was, was semi a part of. And so I, yeah, I mean any of those games against an SEC, ACC or PAC 12, uh, an upper tier team, I mean, sign me up. I mean, I'd love, I'd love to get a shot at some of these teams and, Especially if you're in San Antonio and Houston, because you're going to mm. sell that thing out. And I think it's going to be a ton of Tech fans that are now excited to go to a bowl game again. You, you've had some stretches where you haven't gone. And if it's an in-state game, yeah, look out, man. Texas Tech will absolutely sell a ton of tickets because of uh, uh, kind of Joey Juice, man, and all, all the attention that uh, this program has gotten.
1: Man, you know, shout out to H-Town, especially with the People's Champ recently in the rear view, rocking all of us at Raider Alley. What up to Paul Wall? That was incredible. Made me forget there was even a football game coming up next when that thing ended. That was how good it was. But I want the Alamo City, Chris. I think that Texans franchise in Houston may be just so <laughs> soul-sucking. I don't even want to play in their building. Don't even rub that juju off on us. Let's go dance with that San Antonio Rose. That'd be a lot of fun. Sounds like we've got some fun options uh, that we'll sort through here as we get closer to that decision being made either way. And, and that's the luxury of setting yourself up uh, the way that you did to wrap up the regular season. Chris mentions a couple of things we're gonna dive headfirst into coming up before we're out today. Number one, eligibility radar. Are you curious about who's got the biggest choices to make this offseason among the Red Raiders? We will touch on some of those that you need to be keeping tabs on uh, this offseason coming up and also immediately ahead I want to continue the bowl season theme, Chris, because we are entering into one of my most frustrating periods of time as a college football fan. What do we do? We lay off three to four weeks after championship weekend before the year's quote unquote most important games. Has it made sense to you out there? Probably not. Could it change in the near future with an expanded playoff? What kind of timeline should we get used to? We're getting into that coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Quality, convenience, everything you need to deliver an unforgettable holiday gift experience. And I can't hammer enough on the reliability of it all. When you're sending a gift this time of year, you want to know that it's going to arrive when it's supposed to and the quality is going to be what you are expecting to count on. And that's what you're getting with Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher since 1917 it's a holiday gift that's guaranteed to be loved everything you need to give a gift that's simply perfect this holiday season gifts like perfectly aged tender steaks juicy burgers decadent desserts or classic comfort meals a gourmet gift from omaha steaks is a gift from the heart a gift that's going to be remembered with every unforgettable bite plus with this special locked on texas tech offer You're getting 30 bucks off your order. There is a minimum order required, but find out more today. Shopping early and beating the shipping rush with Omaha Steaks. Whether you're shopping for friends, family, colleagues, or yourself, that's all right, too. Every order is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. $30 off with our promo code LOCKEDON, that's promo code locked on at checkout to get $30 off. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So, shop early right now. Beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code locked on at checkout at omahasteaks.com. Thanks for joining us again on Locked On Texas Tech on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Subscribe if you have not so far, so you never miss an episode. Hoops on your mind? We got you covered. Coming up on the other side as we're getting ready for the Red Raiders and Hoya's ATL Georgia. We'll get to that coming up on the next episode of Locked On Texas Tech as Mark Adams and company are back in action from United Supermarkets Arena, but football on the brain and as we were touching on bowl options chris for the red raiders just a moment ago got me really wondering about the near future for a college football fan because i don't know about you but this time of year has always just generally frustrated me whether you're getting ready for a bowl game or whether you're getting ready for you know something that has a path towards a national championship What an odd and bizarre schedule as you lay in wait for three weeks for some teams, four, five weeks, I suppose, for other teams. And I truly have always felt like if you were going to improve some things as far as this time of year goes for the college football fan or college football participants, you've got to improve this timeline. Seems like we're on the cusp of an expanded playoff and, and what could soon be a better experience for the fan. But how have you processed? both as an insider viewing those who are participating, but as a fan also, this kind of bizarre time of year when you get into late November, early December, before you hit what's supposed to be the culmination of your season.
0: Yeah, it, it, and I, I think people that follow the sport realize that it hurts the sport uh, a bit because it, it's hard. To, you, you're, you're in the groove. You're, there's a lot of excitement about it. And then you just go take a nap, and and it's hard to kind of you know like oh yeah man the the playoffs are about to happen or hey New Year's Day is is rolling around and all that stuff um, you know and I, and I, I they don't have uh, an official start date yet on the expansion it's gonna happen it's just a matter of kind of when I think they're hoping that it can be in place by the 2024 season so it's not too off into the distance and I think they're trying to work with the granddaddy of them all. Yep bowl to try to you know that, that they take their game very, very seriously. seriously maybe some, some folks think th- that they take it too seriously th- and that th- they don't want to so i, I don't you know, they've got to <laughs> work through that part of it um but bottom line is to the general fan once they work through that part they're gonna move the season up okay the whole season's gonna start you know, a week earlier, I think, than we're used to. So kind of like the, I mm-hmm. think that the same time frame that high school season starts around here, like week zero, if that's what you want to call it. Um, when we get a sprinkle, hand, yeah, we get a handful of games and in, in, in kind of mid to, not mid, but late August. And then, you know, there's, then then really it's Labor Day weekend when everybody kind of gets rolling. But I think that they're talking about moving it up uh, a week. And so with, with that, uh, with with the expansion, I, I think you would have less of a gap at the tail end, just because they've got to have. I mean, you know, there, there's going to be three kind of separate weekends instead of just two of of the 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 playoff, and so you've got to have quarterfinals before you can have semifinals before you can have the final, and they've got to stretch that uh, out a bit, and so. You're you're gonna get and and I don't I haven't seen this officially, but I don't know if it's it, we're talking week of Christmas or or kind of mid December for quarterfinals and then and then semifinals are kind of still played at the same time that we're used to now and then the championship game played on you know the 11th or 12th or whatever, but it, that's what you're kind of looking at. So what what it means is you're gonna have very meaningful football played a week earlier than than we have and you're also going to get meaningful football played you know when the season starts for everybody you know you're going to you're going to kick it off uh, much earlier uh than we we uh, are are used to for everybody and then they're going to mix in a couple of bye weeks and um some different things so every team should have you know but, but bottom line is it just stretches the calendar out just a bit you know and i think uh it's going to be one week essentially, but with that, there's going to be less of a gap here at this time of year compared to what we've been used to.
1: Chris, have you ever bought into, cause I've, I mean, I've just explored every argument against an expanded playoff and, and totally just reformatting the system uh, for as long as I've been involved in discussing these things. Cause because I became so frustrated with it so quickly when I was an everyday observer and so little of it made sense to me as far as this goes. So, one of the arguments against this type of maneuvering or additional games, expanded playoff, et cetera. Um, and one of the arguments for, I guess, this kind of dead zone, well, we go to the academics, play in school. What up to Cardell Jones? <laughs> is there really, from, from your view inside and spending time with the athletes and coaches, I mean, what type of challenge is there really as it relates to final exams and academic? obligations during this time of year and also keeping in mind that if we're talking about an expanded playoff we're talking about a very small percentage that is to an extended point actually impacted by these things but what does a student athlete actually go through as you get into early December and I know there are um, some responsibilities as far as final exams are concerned.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna listen to the to that argument. Like on the academic part, <laughs> my yeah, God, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, like, come on, man. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I, I'll tell you, what, COVID was a mess, right? It, it, it was, it caused such a uh, so many problems. But what it showed us is that you you can pivot, you can do some different things to make it, you know, easier. We we learned how to zoom. Uh, everybody was taking online classes. There, there, there's so many ways, like workarounds to make it easier, work smarter, not harder kind of thing. And 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 even, you know, because I, I think one of the, but I'm not listening to the academic argument part of it. I'm just not because there's such a, you know, a month or six week gap there where there is no there is no school for these kids. And final exams is something that, you know, they, they would have to work through or adjust that. That is a real thing, and that. But I think you can easily, you know, maneuver your way around that for the few teams that it would affect. I guess that that's probably mm-hmm. worth worth mentioning. But you know, one of the arguments I I, I was willing to listen to. Well, there's a couple things. One, you know, hey, player safety. We're we're asking these kids to play yeah. you know a bunch of extra games, and it's a very hard sport, and guys are getting dinged up. And so that's why I think they're very cognizant of enough rest in between these games, uh, you know, to make make sure that people can put their best foot forward. Uh, Other part of it was logistics and like, okay, how do we, you know, like the the hotel, stadium availability, the travel, all all of these components, uh, you know, and all that. But I think COVID showed you, man, you can drop things at the, you know, I mean, uh, in a minute's notice and like cancel a game, add a game hey, we need, we need to schedule a game. Hey, we're not going to start this game at 2 o'clock. We're going to start it at 7 o'clock. Whatever the case was, we, we just saw way too much of that to where you can kind of, and there's probably some things that I'm not considering or thinking of, but I just don't, you know, for, it's going to affect, there's just way, I mean, let, let's just circle back to the, to the main point. There's just way too much money at stake. They'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. Um, and, and I think that they've even talked about doing the on-campus stuff. You know which yep. is going to factor in if a team, if a team wants to do that, or if they want to go play at a dome stadium nearby, and it's their uh, go play. Uh, scenario if it's, if it's their home game and they don't want to play it on campus because the weather may be bad. Whatever, right. those are all easily workable situations. Uh, somebody can figure that out. There's too much money at stake here to not want to do it and once they figure out the logistics of it i, th- I think that this is what we'll be kind of not stuck with but uh i i think it'll just be a matter of time before that thing expands to 12 is what i think um i just don't you know not? i don't know where it or, or, you know where it ultimately will stop but i think when, when you get to eight people are going to be like it wouldn't be that much harder if we if we get to 12 which would again it would add another week to the season because you'd have another round you'd have to play kind of like a wild card round, if you, if you will. And, um, and maybe those top four teams get a buy instead of just the top two or whatever the case is. So, uh, I, but yeah, I'm not listening to the academic part of it at all. That's <laughs> save it.
1: I but you're really touching on some, some uh, profound things in there, especially your first thought about COVID in that it showed us a pivot as possible. And whoever made us think it wasn't or it was like moving battleships, shame on you. <laughs> because we saw where there is a will, there is truly a way with so many decisions that went down. Number one, but I think you also raise a good point. And I'm just thinking about how I view that as, as a fan that wants to see it expanded. Because I think the whole FBS uh, enterprise is farcical as far as the pursuit of a national championship. You're the only way that You're the only level that does it this way. The logistics is something that I probably consider too little, you know, I, I really don't consider enough, but I like hearing Maybe some on-campus opportunities could uh, help to ease some of that challenge. And I got to tell you the safety argument you bring up, that's definitely the other one on the short list that they love to throw at you to say this, this is not possible because of the safety Blanche. Think of the safety Blanche. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, I've, I've been at the front of this line forever, Chris, If you're so worried about the safety, then screw off with one of these throwaway uh, non-conference FCS or even lower-level group of five games. Fine. you got to get rid of one. Fine. If that's what you really want to do, which I think is calling their bluff because they would never want to give up another game, I really don't believe. But what college football fan wouldn't be willing to give up some of the stuff you see in the non-conference if they said otherwise? All right, well – We'll, we'll give in now because it was a matter of safety and we'll expand this playoff as long as there's not over X number of games. That's just what I sit alone uh, in my house and have a discussion with myself about. I don't think it will come to that point because I think the money is far, far too appealing uh, as you have alluded to there. But I really hope that at some point we see what you began this entire conversation with, as far as this uh, timeline conversation is concerned something that doesn't hurt college football. You nailed it right off the bat, plain and simple. At the end of the day, brass tacks are this period of time hurts your momentum, right? As a sport, whether you're jockeying as far as television attention or Twitter attention, I don't know, whatever it might be, you get into this weird lull and surely enough people out there want to do something about that. Maybe to improve the situation. Yeah. And,
0: and, you know the 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 other thing to to consider or that they have considered there's a couple things and it's it's player availability like as in safety part of it and all that you, you cuz technically you already do have some teams that well i guess it would it would only be two some teams could potentially play in 15 games you know this season just because if they play in their conference championship right. game right. they play in the semifinals and then they they win that and play in the in the finals that that they're going to play a a 15 game season and it only affects, you know, two teams, but I I've, I've heard of, you know, th- is this where they like add to the scholarship limit and maybe uh, let you add a few players, uh, you know, to help mm. with player availability and just having enough, uh, you know, guys available and, and all those things. But I think we've seen so many guys opt out of bowl games just to protect their, their own interests. And I can't, I can't hate on it. I get it. Uh, if 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 there's not a lot at stake and you're trying to to go make a living at this deal, by all means, man, if that's what's best for you, then, then you should do it. Some It's better for some guys than it is others, but uh, I think it keeps more of those guys engaged in playing those final games uh, for yep. their college. And because, you know, obviously you have a chance to, more teams would have a chance to win a national championship, so um, there, there's a lot to consider, but I, I do think it ultimately here pretty quick, it's going to It's going to all change, and I think we'll all kind of like it.
1: Uh, Fingers crossed exactly what you said there. It's resulting in something better for the college football fan. That's whom I'm most interested in because that's what I am, you know, through and through. And I think all of us have always felt like, man, it could be so much more, whether it's the timeline or just the general product. And it seems like after, uh, well, more than a century, we're finally creeping our way possibly uh, towards something that resembles that. If all these bow-tied dorks on the Rose Bowl committee will get out of the way. We're going <laughs> to involve you, guy. We love grandpas. We want to be around the grandfather, grandmother. I don't even remember their tagline. We just love grandparents in general. i locked on Texas Tech. So we want to involve you. But please, please, maybe humble yourself for just a moment and fit in where you get in or get in where you fit in. Coming up dead ahead before we're out of here. It's eligibility radar time. We're going to get to talking some big choices for Red Raiders, really in all phases of the game this offseason, some to keep tabs on. And we'll recap some of what has been revealed so far as far as the futures of some of these guys that uh, obviously I think most of us or all of us would love to see back on campus, but understand options that they may like to pursue further otherwise. So we'll get to that coming up next before we are out of here on today's episode of Locked On Texas Tech. But first, today's episode also brought to you by Jay's Salsa Company. jsalsacompany.com is the website and that's where you want to get to up your family's salsa experience this holiday season. You may be thinking turkey and salsa, Christmas and salsa. You must be from outside the great state because salsa is a staple any time of year on my family's table, and we are now a Jay's salsa family, Chris. I'm glad to report it because it's a Red Raider family recipe. 20 years in the making just makes me feel a little tighter, you know, as far as that red and black bond, especially <laughs> when you see that jar on the shelf. You know, that's for my people, man. And uh, if you're wanting to up that salsa game this holiday season, JSalsaCompany.com is where you need to be.
0: Absolutely, yeah, you could put it on, uh, I mean, I did some breakfast tacos, too, so uh, you're thinking breakfast, and you know, cr- Christmas Eve at, at, at the level household, it, it's, uh, it involves some tamales and uh, some chips and salsa, yeah, it uh, g- g- giddy up, but yeah, jsalsacompany.com, and you can get it at United, you can get it at Albertsons, you can get it at HEB, uh, in and around Lubbock, you can uh, obviously get it online, they'll ship it wherever you are. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the good, good people, uh, that, that own and run that deal, Red Raiders. And and you're right. If you're in the store shopping for it, look for the red and black jar, man,
1: hot or mild or buy them both and mix them up. That's right. I love seeing Lubbock, Texas on that label. It's the tech fans tailgate staple. So take it to the bowl game, Orlando, San Antonio, Wherever you're rolling, if you are blessed by God to be in the 806, you can find it at HEB in Lubbock or in Texas and New Mexico in over 90 stores, most United Supermarkets, Albertson Supermarkets, or Market Streets. Or if you're not in that vicinity, don't sweat it because they're shipping it anywhere in the U.S. at JSalsaCompany.com. Get there now at JSalsaCompany.com. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Subscribe if you haven't so far so you never miss an episode. It's a new episode each weekday morning on YouTube. 7 a.m. premiering there or you get a little earlier if you're getting in on that podcast tip. Maybe if you're getting out in the deer blind a little earlier and you want to catch up before the YouTube audience, you got it there anywhere you get Podcast. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And before we wrap up today, Chris, I'm really just asking you off the air as a tech fan. Hey, will you tell me who could choose to play football again here next year if they want to? Because we're still in the shadow of COVID eligibility and bonus eligibility and super seniors. And we'll get to some further in-depth rundowns of the roster as we get uh, into the offseason, but man, there's some heavy hitters that have some big decisions coming up this offseason as to remain on campus or or seek opportunities elsewhere, professionally or otherwise. We've actually had some light shed on, on some of these guys I know we've touched on uh, in some weeks gone by, but I'm curious, Chris Level, what does your eligibility radar look like? Who are some of those on the short list that that you're really keeping tabs on? You know, Casey. You know, to, we'll, we'll
0: try to simplify here. There's there's a handful of guys that I think that you're. and Let's just start on the offense. I mean, re- really, everybody on the offense uh, can can come back. I think. I think the, the the following names are ones you should pay attention to um, because this is where. This is where you know the bulk of your your that side of the ball is all going to return. They they don't really have a choice there unless they choose to go to the portal or whatever. But uh, they don't. There's not many decisions to make. The, the 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 handful of guys that I think have decisions to make are the following that, that I'm aware of anyway. Um, you know Sir Rodrick, and I think you know Coach McGuire said after the game the plan all along. Has uh, been for Sir Rodrick to kind of, you know, move on and go try to, you know, seek seek uh, uh, an opportunity at the professional level or or just move on in general. He's going to play in an All Star game that I know Joey's really excited about. It's uh, uh quite the invite that that he got, but you know, Coach McGuire said after the game versus Oklahoma, the plan all all season long has been for Sir Rodrick to forgo his extra year, and and he's. Geez, man, the guy's, I think, third on the list in all-time touchdowns, scoring and all that at, at Texas Tech. So he's done about everything you could do here. and Emptied uh, the bucket. I, yeah, I was about to say, I wish him nothing but the best. The, yep. the, their, Henry Teeter, I think, uh, has an option to come back. I think that he wants to come back. I think they're having to file a waiver uh, to try to see if he can you know, get that extra year. Uh, it, it deals with uh, the situation at Holy Cross – whether he was injured or whether he played in enough games i'm not real sure what um but you know coach mcguire is is you know and we, we've we talked about that on the on the football <laughs> broadcast and then and then the other one is weston wright you know weston wright has the option to to return he's an offensive lineman um and i don't know what he'll do um so um mm. and there's no guarantee that if he comes back that he would still start. And I think that's probably something that because Cole Spencer is a guard and I think they ultimately, uh, you know, Coach McGuire has said, we talked about this on the football broadcast too, they'd ultimately like to play Dennis Wilburn at uh, at guard. And, and that's originally what he was. It's just that he snapped the ball so well and like could call out the front so well that they, they played him at center. So that's that side
1: of the ball. On the defensive Man. side. Wait, okay, hold on just a second. Cause you're giving me some really interesting stuff there. First off, I didn't know I was going to have to have beef with Holy Cross, possibly. This like, Come on, get your paperwork <laughs> together. Let's get yeah. this organized at Holy Cross. Uh, Weston Wright, I, I, what I'm hearing there is, sounds like he's, I mean, it, it sounds like a demotion, to be honest with you. Uh, well, no,
0: I, 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 I'm just saying uh, I don't know what would ultimately be the I think it's just worth the conversation. I mean, I, okay. I just think even just because he comes back doesn't mean that he's your guaranteed starter at that left guard, I guess is my point, you know? Cause, Are you
1: surprised to be saying that after another year? Cause I thought he was one of the guys coming in and I was like, all right, well, he's, I don't know if I'd call him entrenched, but he was a known, he's a known dude, I guess, at least among which you yeah, had coming I, into the year.
0: I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I think that, um, I think that they're, you know, they're that's a spot that they want to get much better at, like th- yeah. just the, the position group in general. Sure. So, uh, I but I also don't think that if Western Wright wants to come back, that you're you you
1: know, you know, like no, right. we, we don't right. want you
0: back too. So I don't. We'll, we'll kind of let that you know play out, and but and there's I, a lot of pressure on that spot, spot,
1: right? That oh yeah, that group. There's I'm a saying. lot of pressure, so
0: yeah they're trying to get better they could even go to the portal and go shop in there a bit too because that that's something that uh that's fairly widely known is that they would like to maybe add a a, a portal guy there one one or two of them there so we'll just kind of see what uh, what happens there because again if you don't play Dennis Wilburn as at- you need to go find a center, I guess. You know, so um, we'll, we'll we'll see. And, and 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 then obviously, I'm not even going to mention all the quarterbacks because they can all come back. Who knows what happens there? <laughs> that's probably a whole separate conversation. Uh, but on on the defensive side, I think that you know, that you know Coach has basically said, it, said that, that, that Reggie Pearson and Dejaron Taylor are both going to come back, and I think that you're that that's great news really it comes down to the two starting corners and your two defensive tackles and and Jalen Hutchings and Tony Bradford. I think with the two tackles, I think that they do the same thing. That's my opinion. I think that they either both come back or they both leave. Uh, I think that's just, I just think they're, they're very tight. Um, I think that they're not guaranteed. I don't think, I don't think they have got, uh, you know, an overwhelming NFL draft grade or anything like that. And so that's where maybe nil comes into play and maybe you can you know entice them to to want to come back and they're i mean rare is it that and it speaks to who these two kids are but rare is, you've got a couple of defensive tackles which is not the most glamorous position and they are in some ways faces of your program i mean tony bradford oh, yeah. and jalen hutchings everybody knows who they are they're they're wonderful personalities they're completely bought in they're good players I mean on and on it goes so you'd be you'd be doing backflips if you could get them both to come back uh and (laughs) the 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 other two guys this is where you know we talked about this on the broadcast uh recently as well in that the two corners these are guys legitimately have NFL opportunities because the measurables because they've been durable that they've been good players I think, I think you're more than likely or more likely to get, I should say R- R- Rashad Williams to come back than Malik Dunlap. And the reason why on Malik Dunlap is, is because I think at the time of the draft this next year, he will, he will be 24 years old and I, he's got the highest draft grade out of any of these people we're sitting here talking about. And at some point you just almost age out of, of the draft scenario. So, like you know teams don't they just don't want to you know they don't want to take a finished product they don't want to draft age they want to draft a young guy that can kind of grow into a a foot a lot of football left in him and, and all those things i don't know what his grade was i just know that he had the highest grade of of everybody uh that we're sitting here talking about from from the the people that could return and so only because his age do i think that it may be tough to get him back but i think race williams could absolutely come back and so that's kind of in a nutshell where that where that group you know sits right now um so and and you could have some guys enter the portal or something like that but but these are these are guys that can can you know and i think there was some chatter about Kosai eldridge i think there was some discrepancy on if he actually played in in enough games to to trigger uh, his his eligibility clock, his first year at junior college, um, you know he, he's not <laughs> real sure he's not real sure where that stands. That uh, they had talked about doing a waiver and things like that. So I don't know. I don't know where that stands. I mean, if you can get him back, I mean, yeah, you you you, you, you yeah, you say absolutely. Yes, if you can work through it, but I don't know if the paperwork is on your side there or not. So that's kind of, uh, yeah. What?
1: Hey, Juco paperwork? Come on, that ain't nothing but a thing. Let's get on down there and straighten that out. I love, so far we've mentioned Holy Cross paperwork and Juco paperwork for a couple of these guys. Just let you know how wild and woolly college sports can get oh, yeah. here, here or there. Uh, and man, if you don't want to subscribe after that, do you even want Texas tech insight? That's the luxury of knowing Chris level right there. You're not going to get it as short and sweet as a uh, level just gave it to us there, man, that, you know, honestly, as you're running off some of those names, Chris, I'm thinking, okay, this is a few more than I even anticipated. Like, well,
0: and, and I'll give you one more, I'll give you one more. Okay. And this guy is maybe the best. All of them uh, is Trey Wolf. He, he, he could huh. come back uh, I believe you know he's married now, and I think it. it you know, at last conversation, I think his wife has got a job in Houston, so it, it may not. It may not be what he chooses to do. I don't. I don't know, but I think he does have the option to come back. And again, if you get him back after the season that he just put together, I mean, I think you you say absolutely. But you know, they have a replacement oh, yeah. ready and Gino Garcia and all that. But I don't want to slide and. and I guess I'll just stay on the specialist. Austin McNamara has the choice to uh, come back, too. And he's he's somebody that, uh, you know, I think he's got a chance to be in the NFL. I don't know if he's a draftable guy, per se. I wouldn't just totally rule that out uh, because he checks a lot of the boxes on a measurable standpoint, too. And he's he's such a good athlete. Uh, but you know, he, he's got the option, I believe to come back as well. So again, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I didn't want to forget about those two specialists. Cause those are really good players.
1: No doubt. And as long as there is Al Davis or a spawn of Al Davis in the league, anybody has a chance to get drafted with measurables. So <laughs> that's right. I mean, What you're describing is, is really interesting because I, I'm sure the reality will be a little bit more of a mixed bag than I'm thinking here today, but it's almost like, Hey, are you returning as a veteran team or are you returning as a green team in some ways? Like, really got a good collection of guys that, if they make a certain choice, uh, you know, could really have you in a different state. I think, as far as the experience and the snaps that your guys uh, have seen in oh, 12 and beyond, I
0: completely agree. Yeah, that I completely agree. Yeah, you that, yeah, you have the chance to be really old on defense again, uh, if 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 you get some good news here in the coming weeks. And uh, odds are, you know, odds are you're going to get some good news and some not so good news kind of thing. Right. If you want to look at it that way, so it'll be a mixed bag of, of some I, mean, I, I mean, well, I, ideally it all break your way, but I just I, I, I bet you get a few guys that just you know, want to go do something different or try to take a chance and, and go play at the next level. But if you can get some of these guys back, I mean, it's just a win. I mean, you know, because these are all guys that you would want to come back. You know, there's some yeah. guys that you may go and go do your thing. You've graduated. We, we appreciate everything <laughs> you've done, but we're going to go ahead and recruit to this spot. But right. the, all the guys that we've mentioned here that they don't, they, they're not in that category
1: before we leave it today Chris I'm just curious cuz it's a totally new era with name image and likeness rights is that impacting all of the aforementioned decisions or is it 50% how to change the game for guys uh, at these points well, in their football lives
0: it, it for for certain of them it, it's going to it's going to factor in at some level I, like in other words some of these guys, if they choose to come back here, they're going to get taken care of. I mean, there's already been meetings yeah. that have taken place. You know, I, I don't know, how, you know, a lot of how that works, but uh, with the Matador Club and, and, and you know, some of those things out there, yeah, some of these guys, like like Tony and Jalen and, and Rayshad, for example, I, I'd, I'd be willing to bet if they choose to come back that, they'll get maybe more than what others are getting uh, because I believe Tyree Wilson got more than everybody this year. And guess what? It was worth every penny. Hope so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So um, that, that's just kind of, that that's just the nature of the business. And I I think Joey is very cognizant of the fact that, you know, he wants it to be equal. He wants it to be fair, but there's some exceptions there. And um, I, I think that if, if there's the, if there's the, 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 the means to take care of certain people, if they've got a choice to make and you can try to do right by them, I think that's, that's exactly what you'll, you know, and, and I say you as in a lot of people involved that, that, you know, want, want to do right by these kids. And, you know, cause I mean, think about it. You, you, you could, uh, l- l- this, this is a hypothetical out there. There could be folks out there that, you know, could be making the decision, Hey, look, I'm not an NFL guy. I can go play one more year. I can enter the portal and I could just go, I could go make a really nice living somewhere for the right price and play my last year, yep. wherever, some of that is going to go on around the country. I mean, that that's just the bottom line. Um, if I don't, if I'm not going to get picked, uh, but I'm a, I'm a pretty good college player and i've got another year left i need to make it worth my while and some of that is going to go on i
1: mean and i'm not mad at it. it
0: no that that's just that's the system you know that that is the system and so i think that so having said that with that laid out as the groundwork there if you've got some of these same types of guys I think you better try to do right by them uh, sure. or or somebody else. Not that they would be looking to leave, but I think you get what I'm saying. That You know, you know, not that these guys would be mercenaries. It's life, and be looking man. For, yeah, it's but that's right. It's
1: supply and demand. That's exactly right. It, it really is business, and I think it's uh, better for them. So more power to them. And I hope that Texas Tech is in a position to make it better for us and more power to us. I know that the Red Raider yeah. uh, faithful have been uh, ambitious and aggressive, and what sounds like organized in a lot of ways, yep. and trying to to really be bold on that front. So, and there's more coming.
0: A- there's there's more on the way on the on a lot of that stuff. I think you've got some really smart people and well funded people that are, you know, really understanding the way that this thing works. And luckily, like, you know, I feel like we're going really long here. I didn't intend to do that, but like Cincinnati, for example, Luke Fickle takes the Wisconsin job and cincinnati just started their first collective like a couple of weeks ago they're Mm. so far behind in the nil Mm -hmm. game that it's it's just hard to compete and sustain uh, things at this level now if you're not on top of that part of it and And you've got to be organized. You've got to be well funded, and you've got to have you know get ego out of it. You've got to you know everybody's got to be on the same page. And (laughs) I think Texas Tech was really out of the gate. I mean, they were on it, man. And you know, there's other schools that are a bit further down the road than you are, or maybe even a bit more well funded. But I think you're right in the thick of this thing, and I think it will only benefit
1: uh, your football program. Man, if you ain't still here at this part in the episode. You're missing out and you're not hearing this anyway. So those of you still here, thank you. We appreciate the extended listening, trying to get that time spent listening number up always and tell those who, you know, might've tuned out what they missed as we wrapped up this episode of locked on Texas tech. And Oh yeah. Good luck to the Cincinnati. I'm sure the guys that are putting chili on spaghetti in 2022 are going to get their NIL organized real soon. Real soon it'll work out. Cody Campbell said, Chris, as we all saw, I'm sure most of us, if not all of us saw, soon top 25 competitively will mirror top 25 NIL efforts. And I think yep. most of us that are paying attention understand why uh, that that's rooted in a lot of truth. And, and man, I'm excited to see. Uh, among those in West Texas, eight Oh six red Raider inclined the efforts that you've put together so far, man. Thanks for the insight, Chris. That was, uh, that's some interesting stuff. And a lot of those tables still left to be turned. So you'll want to stick with us throughout the off season here on locked on Texas tech, as we, uh, see some of these decisions come to pass. Thanks for making locked on Texas tech, your first listen or viewing each day on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts and anywhere for your next listen. Locked on Sports Today. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, Chris, we're doing it again on the other side, man. Uh, Thank you for dealing with my effort to feed venison to the family as we're looking to stack these Cochrane County mule deer 10 high, and we got a few to go. So uh, I appreciate you working with me once again this week.
0: Hey man, uh, do you, do your thing. Uh, bring home all the venison, man. And, uh, yeah, pre- appreciate it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more this week. Uh, keep hope alive, my man.
1: There we go. I have not been invited into the inner circles of the tech NIL effort just yet, but it's mostly because I'm only trading in venison uh, so far this year. So <laughs> we'll see if that becomes a more uh, sought after currency maybe in 2023, but I'm stacking them again. Either way, just in preparation. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, and we'll catch you the next time around on Locked on Texas Tech.